The meeting is the meeting isn't today. The meeting's next week at seven. Oh, next oh. week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was oh, that today. Was this week. Okay. Great, great. So awesome. when are we? What's going on today then? Podcast. We're just doing it. Podcast. <laughs> and that starts when? Now. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> so who else is on? Welcome, everybody, to Elder Speak, episode 15, the official podcast of Elder-Geek.com. Kip Petrantonio here, and with me, as always, are Mots. Hey. Say hello. And Gavin. Yo. Uh, you know, just to kick off the show this week, we're going to get an update on what's going on with our RSS feed. So, Mots, go ahead with that update. <laughs> oh, basically... Um... Our RSS feed works right now in the way that uh, me or Andy has to actually manually update it, and that's a pain in the ass. And since both me and Randy have a bunch of stuff to w- do in our real lives or in our separate lives at work and stuff uh, these days, it, we haven't actually had time to do it, or we've for- forgotten to do it. Because bas- I know a lot of users think it's really important, and and but we're more concerned about getting the content up. And if you've noticed, uh, we haven't had as much content published uh, as usual, even though we do actually have a bunch of stuff in the backlog to, con- to publish. So, yeah, sorry about that. Hopefully we can find uh, some way to work it out so that it'll, it'll uh, update automatically. Yep. Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Sorry, attack. So, okay. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so, you know, we usually start off the... Uh, Start off the show with what you've been playing. So, Gavin, what you've been playing? Oh boy, um, I got like a three-page essay on this thing, man. Um, wow. <laughs> wasn't here last week, but last week I received finally in the mail my modded 360 Elite um, SKU. So I have a 360 in addition to a PS3 now. I feel all special. So Ooh. basically, for the past since I've gotten it, I've spent most of the time. I got uh, three games, and I put 15 minutes each with them because I've been spending hours and hours going through all the demos for the arcade community and 360 games. So I've been mm-hmm. spending like hours just not do, not doing anything, um, but free content, mooching off stuff. Um, let's see. I mean, how is it modded? Uh, how is it modded? Just a tran- uh, just a transparent blue um, outer casing and um, oh. LED, um, a row of LEDs. On the outer rim of the system, so when I boot it up, it's all flashy and pretty. That cool. sounds completely unnecessary, but cool. <laughs> yeah, I the, like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was cheap, so hey. Hey. Right. Well, but no, I mean, there's a lot of games that now, having played them, I want to get. Like, the club looks good, the arcade kind of shootery thing, uh, the darkness. I'm shamelessly addicted to Xbox Live's Uno, and I feel ashamed for it, being the kind of gamer <laughs> that I am. I will start oh, playing. Man. And I just get frustrated with the computer because they always beat me. So I'm like spending two hours in Uno, and I'm I, and I'm just ashamed. But in terms of actual games, I have been playing actual games. I got Disgaea: Afternoon of Darkness, which is the uh, PlayStation Portable uh, port of the original Disgaea that was on the PlayStation 2, and that's like just incredibly time-consuming and just 
addictive as all hell. I probably put about at least 30 hours in getting it, and that's only been in about two weeks of free time. And I'm already up to, like, a thousand damage with one hit, so it's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, as far as the darkness, I wouldn't recommend that game. I, uh, I, I owned that game, and I sold it. or Like, I sold it, like, maybe three weeks after I got it. It just... It's really repetitive, and I I don't know I didn't I didn't like the story, and it's like it's got this like a ma- Italian main character, but he's like gothic. Uh, I don't know I I didn't really dig it that much. I thought it was kind of I mean it's got some cool superpowers. They got this like snake thing that can kind of weave through that comes from you, but I didn't think it was that cool. So um, I actually uh, played the darkness as well. Uh, it uh, I didn't dislike it as much as you kept. I mean it had its moments, especially. Uh, uh, the part that I won't spoil with the part that you're looking at, the part where parts happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and, that part. <laughs> yeah, that part, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I, I didn't finish it. Uh, at the point where you get the ultimate power, the last power, uh, basically you've seen everything the game has to offer that's cool about it, and just you don't you don't feel motivated to complete it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and the shooting is completely uh, mediocre. Yeah. You know what was cool about the darkness though? That on their TVs they would oh, have yeah. like entire movies play. And, and like see so if you wanted to you could just sit down and watch a movie. And they had they had like uh, what seemed to be a 24-hour uh run of like MTV or something. Mm-hmm. As well. So you could listen so to So that's what we need, more MTV. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, um, I, I I am incredibly forgiving over gameplay faults uh, faults if I like the story, and being coming from the original graphic novel, being a fan of at least the couple issues I've seen here and there, I really do dig the style. And although the uh, main character is a bit of a douchebag, I mean it has a lot yeah. going on that front. So I think I might just give it a rent. It's on my GameFly queue, so just I don't intend to you know love it or anything, but I don't. I don't buy a lot of games. I'm mostly a rent guy. But in terms of what I do have, I have Lost Odyssey, Dead Rising, and Condemned for um, the Xbox 316. Condemned is actually going to be the focal point of a new feature coming from me. So I'll talk about more of that that later. But the game I want, I'm, I'm, I'm playing, and the probably the one reason I'm on this podcast this week is I'm <laughs> playing Blaze Blue for the PlayStation 3. And there was a bit of a flub or something that I need to come and correct because these guys don't have any class or any style or don't know what good games to play. But basically, um, a news story last week that was a bit, um, didn't know what was going on was that Blaze Blue on the PS3 comes with remote play. And for those of you that don't know, that's if you own a PS3 and a PSP, you can use the PSP's wi- uh, Wi-Fi connection, connect to your PlayStation 3, wherever you got internet, and play Blaze Blue on your PSP as well. And it's actually, I've actually tried it, and it is incredibly lag-free, and, you know, you got a little visual. It's a bit more pixelated, but you can't really have, you know, 1080p on the PS, uh, PSP. But it's surprisingly mm-hmm. good on, on remote play, and that's pretty good because I've had troubles playing Street Fighter Alpha, and that was a PlayStation port. So it's an yeah, impressive feat, so... And that's also one thing to consider if you've got both systems like me and wondering which version to buy. Hey Gavin, um, with re- with remote play, have you ever like gotten it to work outside of a local network? No. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I I think that Sony just, just that's like the biggest false advertisement of all time because like remote play does not work over the internet. 
It says that it does, and it does not work. There's no way. I've I've tried it on a dozen different internets with a dozen different routers. I and it just it does not work. So. Well, that's strange because I haven't heard anything about that before, and I've yeah. I, I think I've heard people play stuff on planes and stuff just because they had um, uh, the P- PS3 on at home. No, I mean, the thing is, it says it's it's supposed to be able to turn on your PS3. There's a thing called remote start. But the problem is the PS3, every time it, it turns on, it shuts off that feature. And so it's it's just this insane ridiculousness. I don't know. I, I can get it to work on the local network. I can, I've can i never gotten it to work over the Internet. So Wait, as what? soon as you turn it on, it turns off the turn on feature? Yep. No, the, it's, uh, it's, the remote access feature, where it, uh, when it turns itself yeah. on... It will turn off the uh, feature that allows you to turn it on from the PSP. Isn't that some sort of setting? Couldn't you change that? No. The thing is, no, you, you turn it on. You turn it on, and then what happens is it like you shut off the PlayStation. Next time you turn it on, you have to turn it on again. Like it's it's ridiculous. Oh, okay. All right. So. Hmm. Yeah. So it, it really just work. defeats it, the, it defeats the purpose of remote access starting in the first place. So I guess yeah. you have to. So I guess you have to leave it on then. Yeah. yeah. So, but even if you leave it on, it does. It doesn't work. It usually just says like unable to connect. Could you be on a really so. crappy internet every time? <laughs> no, dude. I mean, I've tried it on like a dozen different places. All through college, I tried it. It does not work. So. Yeah. Okay. That's strange. If somebody out there has gotten it to work. Please tell me how they did it. <laughs> Automatic Geek of the Week. Yeah. yeah. Automatic Geek of the Week confirmed if you can get that to work for me. So Yeah, if 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 it if it works for you, that doesn't count. You have to get Kip's version to work. <laughs> Kip will airmail you his PSP and PS3 just to get you to Wow. No, no, no. You'll that won't happen. Commitment here. You'll fly out to Kip and visit him <laughs> yep. at the camp. Or, or yeah, whatever. if you can, you'll fly out to me. Live with me in a small cabin. <laughs> live with me in a small cabin for a week, and we'll get it to work. <laughs> okay, that's geek of the month. That's geek of the yeah. year. That's dedication that, right there. That's that's life partner geek for me. <laughs> hey, Mott. So, what are you playing? Oh man, I have a long list. Um. Well, not really long, but but I have a, a bunch of stuff to say about uh, a few games. Uh, so basically, since I quit GameStop, I um, I decided to use my uh, my gift card that I've had there for a while. Just I just needed something to spend it on, but I, I decided to use it on just crap or you know whatever um, because I needed to. I wanted to get my personnel bonus uh, because yeah, I'm quitting obviously. Uh, so. So I bought three games. I bought Grid, uh, Race Driver Grid. Uh, I bought uh, the cowboy game Call of Juarez, or Juarez mm-hmm. or whatever. And I Juarez. bought yeah Juarez, okay. And I bought um, uh, Red Faction Gorilla. And um, I'm addicted to Red Faction Gorilla. <laughs> I, I, I can't stop playing that thing. I'm actually supposed to be playing Salmon Max on uh, 360 for review. And I'm kicking myself every time because I, I just I can't stop playing uh, Red Faction and it's it's insane. 
Because, you know, when you get home from work and you've worked like 10 hours a week a uh, day like I do uh, right now, you just want to sort of kick down and relax and sort of not think. And the perfect game to do that is is um, is Red Faction because you basically just go around blowing up build- buildings and that's pretty much all you do. You, you kill a few guys, but mainly it's about blowing up stuff. And and <laughs> it's it's so much fun, and the physics work uh, really well. I mean, they're not perfect. I've I've seen better physics in games, um, but not to this degree. Not to this. Um, you know how in games they'll have really really perfect physics physics for one object that you occasionally toss around. Well, yeah, yeah. Here they have physics on everything. Only they're not as good, they're not as polished, but they're still physics on everything, so it's fun that way. Um, I mean, objects will go through you once in a while, and you won't take damage, and once in a while, things will hang in the air and behave like it shouldn't, basically. Um, But it's really fun. I I really can't say much for the plot. you're a guy that comes to Mars, and there's some sort of dictatorship there that oppresses people, and they kill your brother. Some and... sort of some sort of red faction. No, actually, <laughs> you're you're the red faction. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And 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 the Earth Defense Force, uh, which apparently was the good guys in one of the previous games, are now the bad guys, and uh, and are basically forcing you guys to to mine the, the Mars for minerals to send to Earth. Um, so, so you decide to liberate Mars, or at least the sec- sector that you've populated, and um, and you do that by blowing up their buildings uh, and hmm. doing special missions that make you blow up their buildings. Uh, wow! And then to rescue hostages, you blow up buildings, and then to <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> how do you how do you blow up buildings? <laughs> uh, well, you have you have a vast set of uh, tools. You have a hammer that basically punches through anything, uh, solid metal okay. included. So, so that hammer is y- your god basically with that, and you have it's, uh, it's remote Thor's hammer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and you can upgrade it uh, during the game. It's it's really RPG uh, focused in that way that you can upgrade basically everything, um, and. Um, and you have remote charges that you can throw, and you can throw up to you have up to 30 at a time, I think, and and mm. you can basically place them around all the buildings and stuff, and then detonate them. Uh, you also have a gun that that uh, that uh, dissolves all matter, so so uh, basically it pulls the molecules of an object apart, and it's it, yeah, it looks really cool. So. Uh, it's all about finding the weak points in the structure and and sort of uh, blowing the shit out of them. Um, yeah, that's that's it. It's the story sucks, but who cares? Because it's fun blowing stuff up. Uh, um, it, you know, speaking of that, you know what that reminded me of? Have you guys seen the trailer for District Nine? No. Oh man, it's you guys so, gotta check this out. It's God, Gavin. No, it's uh, I've seen I've seen posters and I, the name sounds familiar, but I can't place it. Well, it's it's a new Peter Jackson. It's not, I don't think Peter Jackson directs it, but he produces it. And what it is is that these group of aliens who are supposed to like conquer Earth come to Earth, and oh, what happens yeah. is they end up some somehow they get stranded there. And like it's all about like human rights, and it's like whether or not the, they have to like keep these aliens on Earth, and they're like interrogating them, and their like faces are blurred out. It's really crazy. Yeah, I've I don't seen, know. I think it looks. I've seen a trailer for that. Yeah. It looks like it's. Um... It's it's filmed as if it were a documentary, 
isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. And, and and basically it's it's uh it's basically a refugee camp full of aliens, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically and they're they're there interviewing him and it shows them and they're like, How do your weapons work? And the the guys the alien just starts talking in alien talk, but it's just like oh, it's just it's like you can tell that it's just a parody of so many different things of like yeah, torture, it, it, human it's, fights. Yeah, but it's so. also it's also uh, has a lot of cliches. I mean, the alien the aliens themselves are cliched. They're, yeah, they basically have this sort of clicking uh, language yeah. where everything sounds yeah, like, like bugs. Ethiopian. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, like bugs. Yeah. Anyway, I just think it looks really cool though, and it just kind of, you, you saying Earth Defense Force like brought that to my brain like right away. So mm. yeah, I can definitely see the see that. Um, yeah, so I'm just excited for that. But yeah, also Call anyway, of, uh, I'm just, just gonna jump in and say Call of Girards is um, is pretty good. I haven't played that much of it. I'm I'm only at Act Two, and the story yeah. is basically what you'd expect: two cowboys going crazy and killing a bunch of people and yeah america yeah america <laughs> uh, um, have you uh, have you done any of the slow motion shooting how oh, is yeah. that i it works it's not <laughs> it's not particularly fun but it works i think the oh. funnest part of it is actually just the plane shooting just pulling right. out a rifle and and playing call of duty in in uh, in the midwest or in in the western uh, setting <clears throat> Now, do you th- do you think that would have been better for the Wii? No. Really? No, I don't see how it. Just because of the aiming mechanics, mechanics. I mean. Yeah. Uh, okay, graphically it's not that good, but still, I, it it has really smooth aiming. I like it. Mm. Well, I mean, I, the, the Wii mode is naturally gonna. I mean, I think personally, oh, the Wii mode is like it's yeah, a but, better FPS controller. I mean. Well, I disagree, actually. I think it sucks yeah. for FPSs. Oh, really? I think it's oh, well, too... Have you, played, yeah, have you well, played Metroid Prime? Yeah, I have. And I, I, I hate the fact that you can't intuitively point at the screen without the actual crosshairs and know where you're going to hit. I, yeah. I, I hate it. Uh, I used to play a bunch of light, light gun games with the PS2 and in arcades and stuff. And that's the kind of shooting mechanics when it comes to pointing pointing at the screen that I'm used to. So, so for uh. me... The Wii is totally unnatural. I like the PC better. I wish it were for the... Or it, it actually is for the PC, so... So, yeah. That's the ultimate uh, shooting controller, if you ask me. Well, I gu- Yeah, I mean, I guess only because that's what you're used to, though. But, I mean, as far as, like, if, if you're trying to simulate the game, you know what I mean? If, we're, if that's what we're trying to get to, realism, oh, I yeah. think, like, the Wii mode is... I mean, that's where it's at. Yeah, but you asked, like, me, if I, you, you asked me if I thought it'd be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that was the discussion I was trying to bring up, I guess. Yeah. So it was just no, like no, no. I, oh. I get, I get what you're saying. It's just not for me. Yeah. I mean, Wii's good for a lot of things, just not first-person shooters, if you ask me. For those uh, experiencing deja vu, you are not alone. This is indeed exactly similar to a discussion we've had on one of our post E3 broadcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, anyway, let's move on. yeah, moving on. Moving on. So uh, as far as from what I've been playing, um, this week I finally beat Infamous. Uh, I beat it as a good. As a good call, um, I'm actually not going to talk about it that much because every single week we've talked about Infamous on the podcast, <laughs> and so I'm just going to kind of skip over. If you haven't beaten it by now, then you should beat it because it's awesome, and the story the story at the end is awesome. And so. if, and oh, jeez, I have to talk to you about that later. But uh, anyway, yeah. uh, if um, if you haven't uh, played it, go watch my review 
on the eldergeek.com. Yeah. Yeah, it's a video review. It's awesome. So, mm. pretty long one, but, I mean, it's still awesome. So, you're not going to get more in-depth than what we got. So <laughs> Yeah, especially when anyway. the good versus evil one comes out as well. Um, but what else I've been playing is uh, Pixel Junk Eden. I picked up again. Um, I've been, I've got 46 Spectra. Have you guys played this game? Yeah. Nope. Okay, I'm up. I'm up to 46. So I've, I need four more total. And I don't know if you guys have played Level 10, but it is an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it will have you on the floor crying, because if it takes at least at, to get to get four Spectra. It will take you two to three hours, you know, of just playing that level straight. And if you don't get it after like two to three hours of playing, your your heart just breaks. So, yep, yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. well, so, well, it sounds it sounds similar to me trying on flower to get the um, to get a trophy where you have to make your way into the city without being touched by all the electrical wires. So you're guiding. Yeah. I, the, these pedals through the electrical wires. And here is where you find out that even the best successes controlled game still doesn't work as well as you want it to. Yeah. You want to hear mean, something annoying? Yes. I I did it. I made it. I got 100% on the Wow. Phone. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. Um, uh, well, um, the best... To, sorry, I, I'm just going to jump back to, to Eden a bit, uh, if you're done with that. Okay. I was just going to talk about six access, but whatever. Uh, oh yeah, let me just jump in and say, um, Eden was the kind of game. Forty uh, six, you said. So what level are, are you on then? I've gotten all the levels. I'm just trying to get all Spectra. Okay, because I, it just got too hard for me uh, at the point where the yeah. you know the level where the gravity shifts shifts all the time. Yeah, level seven. Yeah, yeah level seven. I just can't beat that fucker. <laughs> yep, that's the one. That 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 is the one that has. I have three Spectra. I still need to get. I have one more to get in level ten, and then I have three more to get in level seven, and that's it. Uh, I am a trooper. I have played that game for a hundred hours you know, <laughs> to get to get to get good enough to be able to get to forty six Spectra. I, I I look on there and I see how many people have gotten fifty out of fifty, and it just blows my mind on yeah. the high, on the ranking board. I cannot believe that that many people have the dedication that I had. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, going back to the six access thing, though, honestly, I wish games would stop using the six access as like the main state of controller. And Pixel Junk Eden is a perfect example of a great use of the six access. You shake it down once, and your guy fires down. That's like perfect. Or resistance one is another perfect use of the six access. If a guy jumps on you, you shake it, and that's you hitting it with the gun. They need also, to stop using it. It's like total motion controller. It also, just doesn't work. Also, uh, Killzone 2 with the sniper rifle. Yeah, that was perfect use. Yeah. That was awesome. Like, that was like fun and it was innovative. And it uh, made you I, more I, accurate. Yeah, I don't like when games just throw it in for the sake of throwing it in like Ratchet and Clank did, where it's just like, hey, open this door using this little mini game. It's like, Oh, I hated on. that, yeah. That was yeah, so... That's the... but, but you don't think uh, Flower worked? I feel like Flower worked, but not oh, Flower yeah, worked pretty I, good. I flower worked flower excellently. It's just when you try to get that exact minute quality of control, that it's probably me because I suck. But um, it, it just it doesn't work in that respect. But Flower as a whole game was beautiful. Yeah, was remember you know you know in the getting to the city without getting hurt level, 
Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you, you don't actually have to take all the flowers. You just take a few of them. Oh yeah, that's what I've been yeah. doing, and I still and I still like get fried. See, that was that was Mata's philosophy on prom night as well. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Anyway, um, so I figure we can probably move on to news then. Yeah, you want to talk about uh, having a sword for the six axis? Actually, I was just going to mention I loved Twing Twang. So <laughs> sorry to everyone that didn't. I loved it. Uh, yeah. For those of you that don't know, it does sound like a, li- a little bit of lesbianism, and it was kind of. But it was yeah. um, where you control the side character in Heavenly Sword, and you guide um, projectiles from their launch point from the weapon into whatever enemy that you choose. And when and you're on the bridge, you can actually hit guys' crotch with exceptional accuracy. <laughs> but see, to me, that, that exact thing, the only reason that was in that game was to have six-axis control in that game. No to way. Me, like, that oh, cannon, dude, totally. No, you, you totally. Yeah. But could you imagine them doing the arrow um, arrow control with the analog? No, they'd just yes. drop it. No, no, I'm saying that that, that's that not... aspect of the game shouldn't have been in the game. Yeah. Like, that was, like don't even, that was don't a, even yeah. put the shooting stuff in well, there. The only reason it was in there was to use 6-axis, in my yeah, opinion. But, that was, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was the was developer fun. going, we have all this, and we need to... Um, that was a checklist kind of thing, like, we need this, we need yeah. this, and we need something that uses 6-axis. So they shoot arrows now. Kind of like in um, yeah. Uncharted, the original, they use 6-axis to balance on logs. Yeah, or the yeah, grenades. But, dude, that makes perfect sense. But the logs uh, think, not a gra- grenade, but the logs... Think. The log thing, no. I think, makes perfect sense. I think that's a good use. But yeah. just having... having but it's still arbitrary. I mean, Heavenly Sword, yeah. I mean, having it in Heavenly Sword, though, to me, just felt like, okay, we got it in here. And then, like, wh- I mean, it didn't even fit in the game. Why would she, this girl who was wielding the Heavenly Sword, sit there with a cannon with unlimited ammo, firing it over and over again? Like, why were there even cannons in supposed, like, ancient Japan or whatever it was supposed to be? Okay, I'll give you that, but you think they would have done it anyway if it, if it wasn't fun? Because it turned out to be fun, at least in my opinion. So I think it turned out to be fun too, but I mean, if we're just talking about using six-axis controls in general, I mean, I don't know. It just didn't it didn't seem to fit with the story to me. But yeah, I can I, mean, I can fun. I can see that. Yeah. So I mean, there's no doubt that it was fun, and I'm not the kind of guy who's like, oh, it didn't fit with the story, so the gameplay's terrible. You know what okay. I mean? Like, I'm okay. I'm okay with silliness as well, but yeah. So. Okay, so so um, how about Wipeout HD? Uh, I don't know. It's 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 way. I I own it and I've played it a lot. Um, it's way easier with the dual with the analog stick. Yeah. So that's the way. If, if there's but, a point you get in that game where you can't do it with the motion control anymore, no, just no. because. You, it's a, it's easier to get past you, like there was like levels I remember I couldn't get past third place, but as soon as I used the analog stick, it was first place. You know, there, there's so. a guy at uh, at area five, uh, the guys that used to do the one up show of uh, on one up. Uh, he mm-hmm. actually plays exclusively with the uh, with the six axis, and really? he uh, he yeah on both Wipeout and Mordorstorm one even. So mm-hmm. and he actually. Owns in those games, he'll beat you every time in Wipeout just because he wow. uses six axes. So, well, so, so I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but for the average gamer, I think yeah. they're gonna. It's gonna. It's just like the mouse. What you said about FPS is like I'd rather play with a mouse and a keyboard. Mm. Well, I would rather, you know, the average gamer is gonna rather play with a DualShock, you know, for that than to use the motion controller, just because there's a learning curve. So, yeah. agreed. 
But I mean, that's good. I wish, I wish I could, I wish I had the dedication to that game to get that good with the motion controller, but I just don't, you know, when there's an easier way. So. Mm. Well, I definitely see your point. I mean, uh, 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 we can talk about this more in the, in the question of the week, but, uh, mm. I think the controller is, uh, um, um, a barrier to entry, and I think the yeah. motion controls on the Wii, at least, do help, and 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 the motion controls on the PS3, uh, on the other hand, don't. They actually make things worse. So, yeah. <laughs> so, but it made. I mean, in all fairness, I, I actually think the motion controls on the PS3, uh, the way they work, they're more accurate on than on the Wii. As of now. What? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Think so. I don't think yeah. so at all. Just, just, just the um, not the accelerometer, but the uh, gyrometer inside. I think that mm. is more accurate in the PS3 mode than it is in the Wii mode. Oh, really? Wow. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe developers just haven't used it good enough either, too, yet. But well, this I, is I this is this is coming from from Flower. This is coming from. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. And this so, is coming from yeah. the guy that's used Wii Motion Plus. PlayStation 3 no longer has a prayer. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree. I, I'm I'm talking before that, you know, with the oh, standard okay. package. I'm not saying the Wii Motion Plus is worse because it's obviously not. So, so here's a question: What happens to six-axis control once the PlayStation Wand or whatever comes out? Uh, they remove it. You think that's it? I mean, you think it's I, over for that? They'll just keep using it the little tiny ways they've been using it, and that's it? No, I think they'll. I think they'll. Probably just stop making, putting it in the controllers, and just not say anything about it. Um, they, I, the I amount of games, the amount of games that actually require require it is just, it's not that many, and you can always just patch them. And most of them are actually Sony-owned properties. So, yeah, I don't think the, I don't think they'll get rid of it. I mean, they, Sony's the kind of people they make a commitment to something, they stick with it till it's dead. You know, no matter how stupid <laughs> the commitment is, yes. But yep. I think actually. What we're going to see, the Wii, uh, the wand is not going to be as regularly bundled as the Wii Motion Plus or something like that. So you'll have the additional option, like the PSP, uh, PSP where you have uh, two very different uh, still-supported controller schemes or system schemes that you can choose. And the wand's going to have some similar functionality that works with 6-axis. And then when you play it, uh, it'll be the same game that you can buy and play with the wand or with the DualShock. So the DualShock will still use six axes in that respect, and then when you use a wand, it's just some sort of other functionality with the wand. So yeah, I think you know. can it can support both, and they're gonna they're going to because that's the kind of stupidity Sony is. Yeah. Well, I mean, the wand does everything the six axis does. So, I mean, it has yeah. it has everything. It has an accelerometer, a gyrometer, it has camera, motion moving, depth of uh, field, and everything. So. But the, I think the thing is, is like I don't think the wand is going to be used for anything except for specific motion games. Like Wii ports are going to be using the wand, and more than likely games that are designed just for the wand. You don't so. think they'll? Oh, no. I, no, think, I, just gotta... I think actually Sony is going to try and, and make some sort of standard gamers games with the wand. I mean, yeah, that's, I, that's that's what they demoed. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Although yeah, I do I get don't... an image of Sony Sports Resort, and it kind of makes me cringe a bit. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, They'll definitely. Where you're running around with home avatars, like just you know shooting arrows and jumping <laughs> oh, out of planes. Oh yeah, you could. You could basically control your home avatar with the wands, couldn't you? I yeah. can see some home but integration I... with that. Yeah. 
but why would I want to? No one's gonna want to do that. You that's not I mean? like that's not gonna stop. This is, this is Sony we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just doesn't no, matter what people dude, want; it's just what looks cool. Well, don't say yeah. this is Sony. Microsoft would would have done the same thing. Yeah. If they had home. I think more than likely what we'll see is we'll see, j- just like I think what the the reason these motion controllers are coming out for both. Uh, at least for Sony, is so that a lot of those Wii, a lot of games who are coming out for the Wii are going to be also going to be coming out for PS3. That's going to be happen. Like when we see like No More Heroes 3 or whatever, it's going to come out for just Wii and PS3. It won't be coming out for Xbox. Yeah, and it's also just look what we have. Yeah. Yeah. We also so have that's... motion control, and it's and it's technologically yeah. better than the Wii's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. Venus ending. Yeah. yeah. But. Well, but otherwise, I, the other thing I, I could see is like a Ratchet and Clank motion something. You know what I mean? They'll they'll come out with a real Ratchet and Clank, and then they'll come out with a Ratchet and Clank motion something. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I could so. also see RPGs, especially being made with that uh, controller. Ooh. Hold on, yeah. no, no. I um I just saw Heavy Rain could really work with the mo- with a wand. Oh yeah, definitely. Picking up evidence. Doing yeah, all that. yeah. I Doing the mini game where you dress up your character? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you put on lipstick I, with the wand. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I haven't. Unlike you two, I haven't played Heavenly Rain or haven't. I haven't played Heavy Rain yet. So, well, I, <laughs> I would love to play. It. It's not coming out until next year. But go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, so news. okay, news. Yes, go please. ahead, Gavin. Take over the news. I shall. News time, kiddies. Okay, first and foremost, Elder Scrolls, the series, celebrates its 15th anniversary, and Bethesda is celebrating it by offering Elder Scrolls 2, an MS-DOS program, for free for download for their website. Joy all around, and jubilation. I already have it. I have it, too. It's awesome. Yep. Do they have it for Mac? Oh. Well, they do have a (laughs) DOS emulator, so I, I guess if that can run in Mac. I think so. Yay! <laughs> so. Congratulations, Kip. You're only 20 years behind us now. Oh, yeah, no, excuse right. me, 15. Yep, yep. I thought it was okay. in the future mm-hmm. with the M4A codec and everything. <laughs> so that's far right, in the future, the, yeah, so far in the future than the distant past. So, uh, um, It's called Firewire, guys. Get used to it. It's the future. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So okay, um, that's pretty cool. I, I really like that anytime a company does something like that, even when like the PlayStation Store uh, or like Xbox when they do like anniversaries stuff comes out, I think that's really cool. Like it's yeah. just yeah. basically being like, hey fans, we appreciate you. So yeah, but it is kind of shitty though. Then when uh, or not shitty, but uh, it makes me feel shitty when I buy uh, Ragdoll Kung Fu uh, the week before it goes. F- for free on the PlayStation Store, yeah. so... Well, that does it, suck. It, it, yeah. You want to know why, Mott? Because me and you are the only ones in the world that bought Ragdoll Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that so, game is awesome. I, I know, it's ridiculous. There, there's some crazy use of the motion controller. You yeah. will literally be throwing your arms around <laughs> trying to play that game. You you look more That's like the Ragdoll than the characters do. <laughs> <laughs> So, playing that game, man. Yeah. So, okay. Go ahead, Gavin. Keep moving down the list. <laughs> moving down the list. We got Killzone 2 getting patched in new DLC called Napalm and Cordite. And Isn't... I'm not a big shooter, so you guys go ahead with this one. I think this is the third pack. I yeah, think it's the same... second. Second one, I think. No, because they had the, the titanium. Titanium. And, and then they had yeah. the... the uh... 
the other one that wasn't this one? I thought I thought they just had the titanium one and then this one. Uh, let me check, actually. Well, whatever. Actually, anyway. Uh, that, well, anyway, uh, I've been actually meaning to get back into Killzone because it's a really fun game, especially in multiplayer, but uh, maybe this will yeah. uh, make me go back once I get to yeah. time. I just, you know, just talking about stuff like, just talking about in general, having downloadable content to extend the games, I love that. You know, like, I beat Killzone in about two weeks, and, you know, just the fact that there's something coming out that make me want to buy it again, or make me want to play it again, I think that's I think that's awesome. I mean... Did, did you actually play any of the multiplayer much? Yeah, I played it a little bit. I mean, I suck. Like, I'm not... I'm no FPS uh, multiplayer player by yeah, any neither, means. But. Neither am I, but in that game, it seems like you can actually do pretty well if you choose the right class. Yeah. Because you yeah, can basically I mean, be the medic and just get as much points as everyone else. Napalm yeah, and Cordite is... Is Killzone's to third DLC. The first one was no. uh, was that, Steel and Titanium. The second one was Flash and Thunder. That's pretty that's good. Wild. That's that's. Uh, I mean, when did it come out? Like no, May, February. Um, February. First that's, DLC was released on April 30th. The second DLC was released on June 11th. So c- pretty com- decent. Compare that to Gears of War 2. That has two yeah. map packs, doesn't it? Not familiar yeah. with it. Yeah, well, well I it think sounds like it sounds no. like they're doing one a month. So yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. I think that's amazing when you think about it. If they can keep that going for another six months, that's amazing. That's well, also, also um, the Motorstorm guys just released uh, two packs for uh, for Motorstorm too. Uh, I haven't yeah. actually tried them yet, but uh, I'm a big fan of Motorstorm, so I'm going to download them. Dude, Motorstorm is the best racing game out there. I'm saying it. Ooh, uh, ooh, uh, correction, just, correction. Burnout Paradise. Nope. There we go. Disagree. Bots, disagree. Bots. Disagree completely. Motorstorm is the funnest. If if racing games, if the goal is to have fun, there is nothing more fun than Motorstorm, in my opinion. So I love those games. I love them. They remind me of Rush. You know what I mean? Rush from uh, from back in the arcade games or uh, Cal- nope. they uh. Rush 2049 or whatever. I remember those games. That's what it reminds me of a lot. So, hmm, I can. Well, you go um, ahead and do. <laughs> well, uh, basically, to me, to me, um, Burnout is just better because of the DLC. Yeah. Oh, because, absolutely. Because Criterion Games are the king. They're even better than Bethesda on releasing like constant Bethesda, updates, good stuff. Bethesda, fucking. <sighs> You don't fucking release Fallout 3 with a broken end ending, and then you only fix it on one console. Just don't do that. Oh, PS3's getting <laughs> PS3's getting the DLC, man. Yeah, don't be, don't be yeah, like, like five months later, whenever yeah, we've forgotten to, about the game. <laughs> welcome to PS3 ownership. I just played Bioshock yeah. a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in Killzone 2 related news, we actually do have confirmed rumors of a... Uh, not con- confirmation of a PS3 bundle coming to somewhere, packaged with Killzone 2 and Metal Gear Solid 4. In addition yeah, to that's ridiculous. Yeah. That is amazing. That's $520 worth of material for $400. Bucks. If, you just, that's a you know, if you just add Uncharted 1 to that, it'll be perfect. If, if you, you know what that should be called? The Hey Wii owners, if, or, or Hey Hardcore Gamers who bought a Wii. This is why you should come back to PlayStation. Yeah. Because this, this is the hardcore bundle. No, actually, actually, you should also add um, 
Grand Theft Auto 4, even though it's not first party. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, mean, uh, just, ha- just have a sticker on that box that says, Two Hardcore Gamers from Hardcore Santa. And just have, like, <laughs> Santa, like, yeah. rocking out on Guitar Hero. Yeah. No, but, I mean, that, that to me is exactly what that is saying. It's saying <laughs> all those people who are, who are, like, dedicated Nintendo fans, who are like, oh, Nintendo turned, our, turned their back on us, this is saying we are the hardcore gaming well, company. That's I what think, saying. I think it's actually more, hey, PS2 owners that haven't upgraded yet, or or only upgraded to the Wii, come over to PS3 again, or PlayStation again. Yeah, but you got to remember, PS2 owners encompasses every gamer ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, everybody who has ever played a video game owns a PS2. It's a fact. Yeah, just think about it. You're two times as likely to find a PS2 in someone's house than a Wii. That's pretty no, you cool. Know what's cr- you know what's crazy times. is... is even even crazier is the amount of PS2 games that have been sold. One in six people in the world owns a there's there's a video there's a PS2 game for one in every six people in the world. Wow, uh, yeah. that's incredible. Yep. Okay, now the Sony jerking ridiculous. off. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, so um, you know, kind of just going off of that news into, uh, you know, not to steal your thunder, Gavin, but I'm just going to jump down to the Little Big Planet Game of the Year edition is also coming Ooh. with downloadable con- is coming out with all the downloadable content on it. Now that's a company so. that has supported their game with DLC. They have oh, yeah. so fucking much DLC. It's m- incredible. Well, I mean, it's clothing. No, it's I yeah. mean they have like four, five map packs. And, yeah. and and then a bunch of content packs for creating your own levels, and then they have... it's The yeah. user-made levels, the 80,000? Well, yeah, that's DLC. <laughs> oh, my... Um, uh, the, uh, but this is the Little Big Planet Please, Please, Please Buy Our Disc Edition. Yeah. Because you have, you have the most dedicated but truncated user base of this generation with Little Big Planet. Probably one of the most yeah. disappointing games in sales. It's probably they, this generation's Psychonauts. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's disappointing in that it didn't sell like Halo. It still sold two million copies in three months. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's yeah, pretty damn it, good. Yeah, but that's with bundles. That's true. What? With bundles? What are you talking wait, about? It's it. It's wait. Two million copies in two. No, two million copies in total. Yeah, but it sold in. I thought it was in the first three months they, no, they no. hit two million copies. No, it, dude, oh. it's, it sold like three hundred thousand. Yeah. Each month. No, that's not right. No, I know that's not right, you guys. I know it's not right because I was tracking those sales like hardcore, and I think it still broke a million within two months for sure. Then, maybe, maybe well, I'm just misremembering, but huh? I I, I seem to remember it oh. sold poorly. I I seem to remember the news media being like it's selling so crappy, and then realistically looking at it and being like, no, it's not selling crappy at all. So yeah, that's oh, right. Okay. That was my. Well, it's it's anyway. not important. <laughs> yeah. Point is, hopefully this disc, this re-release, will get more people into it and get the kind of user base that Little Big Planet deserves with all of its you know user content. If this is how much these these people have done, imagine if it gets the sales of mm-hmm. Uncharted or just like Infamous, or even if it gets up to Gears of War too. I mean, it's going to be an absolute just. It's going to crash every server on the planet, but it's going to be amazing. Also, Little Big Planet is getting a demo, apparently. Oh, that's going to make me want to buy it. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's supposed to be a demo for the Game of the Year edition or whatever. So, oh yeah, coming out in conjunction for it, it would make sense. 
Eight months so later. I, I just don't <laughs> see how they would do that. Uh, what do you mean? Well, how do you what? how do you package a demo for Little Big Planet? How do you package Play Create Share? It's just gonna be, they're just giving up. They're just giving you a level, I guess, or, or maybe they'll well, just give you the create, like the beta did. And maybe they'll just give you the create a mode. Maybe. It's just gonna give you a picture of Sackboy and all of its cuteness, and just have Stephen Fry talking for about an hour. Yeah, yeah. They'll, <laughs> they'll get anyone to buy it. That's yeah. yeah, yeah, that's all you need. So he actually has a hundred million followers on on Twitter, I think. So that's kind of creepy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, a bunch at least. <laughs> Go for him. Go yeah. Stephen Fry. Okay. Yeah. Now, if we're going to jump back then, I'm going to take my Thunderback hit. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> okay. Got right. Square Enix, uh, having recently acquired the Eidos, 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 uh, uh, Eidos brand and label and all of its franchises, is going to be dropping the publishing brand and its label within the uh, just completely. It's going to uh, the games that are its core franchises like Deus Ex, Hitman, and Tomb Raider will. Will contain their name still, but they will not. Um, there's going to be no releases from them. There's going to um, the Square Enix is completing cutting them off in uh, in the extent of creating a whole other studio in the stead of Eidos in uh, I think the PAL region. So that's a know, good idea. You think so? Nah, yeah. All these little studios are going, you know, going the way of the dodo. What? They're all Wait. dying. They're, they're all like getting phased out. All oh, these little I, studios. Well, they already bought I- 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 Idios or I- Idos or whatever, and and mm-hmm. so that was done anyway. But actually, getting rin- rid of the name is a good idea because it was a horrible name, and nobody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it had a stigma associated with it, especially in the recent years with Ken Lynch and and uh, you know just bad games, with the exception of Tomb Raider. That's yeah, I liked Hitman, dude. I liked Hitman. What are you talking about? Hitman yeah, was awesome, but not not. I mean, what's the most recent Hitman game? It's like four years old. I that is true. Yeah. The so. movie was the most recent thing for that franchise. Yeah, but it didn't have the Eidos name on it. No, that's true. Yeah, I mean, in terms of things that are getting bought up, Eidos and Midway, I mean, are we? And in well, terms of studios that I would want to get bought up, those are pretty high on the list. Yeah. Well, I guess, um, what's the other one? Well, Eidos was actually a publisher, so so that's a that's bit true. different. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, depressing. Bypassing that little depressing thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, more of a generic kind of thing. We got new Uncharted 2 footage, including you know cinematics, more details on multiplayer, and it's shaping up to look like a pretty epic game. Yeah. Yeah. The ridiculous thing is how they said the the um. The the single player, what do you call it, campaign, is longer than the first games, and they have multiplayer. So I, they're just packing it in that disc. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah actually, and you could also go through the single player cooperatively, and like up yeah. to uh, no, there's actually actually you can't actually play the single player campaign cooperatively. You can play a co-op campaign, a, a separate campaign cooperatively. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing it Resistance Two style. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I'm um, familiar with Resistance too, so go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, there's a regular campaign, then there's the co-op campaign, and then there's multiplayer. So that's what they're doing too. They said at some point, which I think is really cool, though, you're going to have up to four AI people helping you at, the, at at some points in the game. That's awesome. I think that's really really cool. 
So yeah. if they can make yeah, that they... AI really good, that'll be awesome. That's well, true, just, yeah. just I, I, I'm excited for that. Just so they can comment on the stuff I do while I play. Because <laughs> I, so I like. Just so they can stroke my ego. Yeah, because because I I love the I love the voice acting in, in that game. So, or at least in the yep. first one, and and it's looking to be pretty good in the second one. So I just yeah, love everything about every character in those games. They decided to yep. finally give Ethan Drake a character, so that's gonna be nice. Mm-hmm. But, what? Um, big... what? Wait, what? Oh Get come out. on! Get an awesome character. Yeah. How one how more one dimensional character can you get here? But it fit uh, the game perfectly. That was the thing. Is we don't want we don't want the we don't want Don Corleone in there, man. We we just want this action generic action player in there. He worked perfectly. He was like a smartass. Yeah, I love smartasses. I'm a smartass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no one's a bigger smartass than me. I'm just saying the guy could have used a bit more polish. What? I mean, yeah, he, no, he, did, dude, he did the game, but I mean, it, it was incredible for what it was, but I still you, think there's a lot of room Are you room one of those there. people that didn't like the prince in Prince of Persia either? Either? Which one? Uh, the newest one? He's a douchebag. Come on! The same actor, same <laughs> voice actor. Yeah, I know, the guy's <laughs> awesome. He also, vo- he also voiced, uh, Deadpool in one of the, re- in Hulk versus Wolverine, which was awesome. But, uh, doesn't mean that the character wasn't still a douchebag. See, see, I uh-huh. love the guy. I thought it was uh, quick on his feet and made a yeah. bunch of jokes. Uh, I don't really care that his accent isn't accurate for being a Persian or anything, and yeah. and I don't really care that Drake doesn't have a deep character. Although I'd argue that he kind of does when he starts talking about uh, uh, cowarding out and quitting and stuff. Uh, but I mean, count the games that do. <laughs> you know, Gears of War, Halo. I mean, Halo has no character. Yeah, <laughs> it's a guy with a mask called Master Chief. Gears of, War, yeah, Gears of War Two is just one long homo, um, homoerotic ego stroke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, no, it's an ex- I mean, I, I think it's an extension of was... Blazinski's biceps. That's just a, the right, entire well, game, just him flexing. But yeah, okay, okay, I'm gonna Gavin, get out of it just for the sake describe... of getting. Time out, Gavin. Describe what a douchebag is, because I thought Nathan was like humble throughout a lot of it. He was just like, oh no, oh no, whoa, whoa, oh crap, no, 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 no. oh crap. Like, no, I no, 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 no. Like, Nathan, Drake, Nathan Drake wasn't a douchebag. The prince in Prince and Persia was a douchebag. Oh, okay. I thought you said he was a douchebag. Yeah, no, I mean, no. I, yeah. Nathan Drake was just, you know, kind of a chill <laughs> a chill guy way over his head and just, like, searching for treasure. You know, smart, a smarmy, you know, smart-ass guy. Yeah. But the prince was just a douchebag. He, he constantly flirted with the princess and, uh, and stuff like that, but I, I like that. So, yeah, well, but he sp- whatever. He, he spoke like it was a 1990s bad you know, teen <laughs> drama film. So what? The game's in fucking paint. <laughs> it's, it's not striving to be realistic here. You pick up magical objects and defeat darkness demons. It's not like it's not like those guys existed in in the Persian Empire. <laughs> I'm not saying he needs to be Persian. I'm just saying he should speak. You know, he should speak with some some. You know, doesn't sound like he's. From the 1990s, oh. it just doesn't. Well, this is sound. this is obviously not the same universe. Maybe they spoke that way back then in their universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was one of the uh, one of the other occurrences of the darkness coming in. Everyone speaks like a 1990s douchebag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, yeah. so basically, overall point of this little tangent, Uncharted 2 is going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so... big, actually, can I just the one big thing for me is. Movie editor for every single multiplayer 
match that you ever do. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's that is. Hopefully, you can upload is, it to YouTube yeah. and stuff as well. So far, they haven't said that, but you know, there's still geek, you know, geekgasm right there. That's, yeah, that's but, pretty amazing. Well, let's just uh, say, let's uh, just, uh, <laughs> let's just uh, say other games on the PS3 have done YouTube integration, and yep. it's a no-brainer when you already have an editor in it. So, yep. uh-huh. yeah. Oh, Little Big Planet's example. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We all okay, good on that? Moving on. Yep. Okay. Um, Steam, Valve's digital download service, continues its world domination through the PC market. It's now getting the LucasArts classic adventure games in addition to um, some of their more recent Star Wars games, like Star Wars Battlefront 2. The ones I'm happy for is that I'm going to be playing um, the old adventure games with Indiana Jones, like Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis and Indiana Jones, a graphic novel on Steam, which makes me very happy. Mm. So yay I'm, for us! I'm torn. Should I drive home with, for two hours to my mother's place and and uh, dig out the box in the basement with all the old adventure games that are on this package, or should I buy Dude, this package? Let me, Mats, let me tell you, I would drive four hours for your mom's box. Bam. There we Snap. go, right there. <laughs> oh no, anyway. Yeah. So that's awesome. Moving on. Yep. Um, Alright, Skip, can you take this next one? I have absolutely no idea what this means. What, God I of War? No- yep, God of War 3. Uh, okay. Basically, what's going on is that God of War 3 um, is, Wait. like in Australia, they don't have a rating that's over 15, age 15. Uh, so if it's if it exceeds the M15 rating in Australia or whatever they have, then they can't produce the game. And no game up to this point has, apparently, in Australia, but they're saying they've no, got no, more. No. A bunch of games oh. have. Okay, well, no major titles. How about? Uh, I think actually have. Prototype's banned and GTA's banned. Uh, a bunch of games. Wow. Banned. Manhattan anyway, too? so... Hmm? Well, Manhunt 2 is banned everywhere. Well, yeah, so. that's banned everywhere, but... Um, Until they fixed it. Yeah. But anyway, so basically, with Kratos ripping off Helios' head, um, <laughs> that they don't think 15-year-olds can handle that. So, Which I would agree. To a certain yeah, except, they could, except that same 15-year-old can turn on Fox News and see somebody being, you know, blown... You know, a war actually happening, a real war happening. Well, but yeah, yeah but that's listen, listen. Hey. There's a, there's a difference between fucked up American fifteen year olds and normal fifteen years in the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kip, okay. don't give yes. other people credit. They don't have to turn on Fox News for that. They can go to CNN. Yes. They go to MSNBC. They have variety. Give them give them a little yeah. bit more slot there. Yeah, exactly. You can you can get it at five or six <laughs> different TV channels at any time, or you can turn on you know any movie that's on TV and see somebody getting killed. I mean, Saving Private Ryan comes on TNT for God's sakes. It's it's <laughs> the whole, it's it's all about the stigma that gaming has associated with it. Yeah, yeah and I think that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so. But anyway, Mats, you were saying 15-year-olds you don't think can handle that, and I want to hear your explanation of that. Well, so. I, uh, well, not necessarily exactly that, but uh, and and not yeah. that they can't in general handle it, but I do think there's some validity to 
the fact that some 15-year-olds or some kids in general do get affected by violence in games. Um, mm-hmm. And not as much as people will make it out to be, but I do think... I mean, <laughs> aggressive behavior gets gets reinforced by that stuff, and that's been proven time and time again, so... So, yeah. yeah, but I mean, why why is it like an eight? Like to me, it's it's just picking it's uh it's picking and choosing where you want. You know what I mean? It's like, oh hey, gaming we we're not gonna allow it, but movies we are gonna allow it. I mean, it's got to be a standard, and I don't feel like it's a standard. Well, yeah, I never but, said I agree yeah. agreed with the whole 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 oh, okay. system. Uh, basically, I'm just saying that uh, when you said. Um, uh, because basically they don't think that 15-year-olds can handle it. I just said, yeah, they're probably right, but that doesn't mean that they're right about actually doing it. Okay, I, I was going to say, because I was... We're getting too ahead of ourselves, guys. This is question of the week stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, uh, it seems like Mats' 15-year-old self was going to travel in time and kick his current self's <laughs> ass. <laughs> oh, definitely. No, Dude, rip, it yeah. head, rip his head off. Yeah. Yeah, actually rip his head off and film it and then distribute it in Australia. I'm a Viking. <laughs> I'm used to that. <laughs> so. Alright, before we get anyway. to the more, before we get to the in-depth discussion about maturity in gaming, uh, let's, uh, let's round out the news here. Um, Travis touchdown in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, so. Would lo- love to see it. Yeah. So basically. <laughs> Travis Touchdown is the main character of No More Heroes for the Wii, and yeah. he wields yeah. some sort of lightsaber thing. It's not really a light- lightsaber; it's more of a beam katana. Yeah, beam katana. Um, <laughs> and, he, and he cuts people in half with it, so that would be pretty awesome. But I don't see it happening. Do you guys? It's too. No. It's too mature. Oh, oh. Well, I mean, if Snake, they just turn it into I mean, points, Snake yeah. was in it. Yeah, but Snake doesn't cut people in hell. Well, he, he, he kills. He still kills people. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but how I, would you? No, how, yeah, okay. I guess you could just convert it into damage points. Well, I mean, yeah. they already have beam light swords and beam katanas in Super Smash Brothers. It's just a question of porting yeah. over the the code and character skin. Yeah, and I think oh, you know. Okay, I guess. I mean, if I the think fans it, I think ended the, enough, you can see it in the next Super Smash Brothers. I mean, they got Sonic the big, and Snake in it, so... Yeah. I think the bigger question that they're, you know, that this implies is that Travis Touchdown, what they're, what the developers are saying is, we want him to be a, a Nintendo character. You know what I mean? We want him associated with Nintendo, and that's, that's not, not going to happen, I bet. No. Yeah. Too mature. You can't have Travis Touchdown next to Mario, because then Mario's going to be going away, because yeah. Mario's not a Doesn't he have an anime t-shirt? On all the time. What? He has like a T-shirt of like yeah. uh, puffy kittens and yeah. Hello Kitty and stuff like that. And yeah. well, I don't think it's copyrighted yeah. material. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's like advertising on his person. No, it's it's not a. What's uh, uh, yeah? Never mind. I can't recall the word. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. Anyway, let's just, uh, well, why don't we just do one word things for the rest of these news, or the rest of these news articles. Yeah, well, that that would be pretty easy, considering we were done. Aww. <laughs> oh, okay. So my there's bad. my one word, done. Yeah. Done, I one agree. Confir- confirmed. <laughs> Second, let's okay. move on. Kip, take us away. Okay. Moving on, uh, the, 
in the geek in the geek world, it's a big geek week, seeing as coming up next week, which um, I don't know, whatever you want to say, it's coming up, is the new Harry Potter the new Harry Potter movie, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, and uh, I'm really excited because this is my favorite Harry Potter book. So it was a good one. I haven't read any of the books, but I watched all the movies so far. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, do you want to, you want to know what happens at the end of this one, or no? <laughs> um, uh, Just everyone. It, it doesn't really matter to me. But I'm I pretty guess, sure Moss okay. is the only person in the world that you can still spoil Harry Potter for. Uh, yeah. Well, well I, I don't think you should do it to the users. Um, you can tell me afterwards if you absolutely have to. Um I'll- but all of our users already know, Matt. Uh, you're the you, only one. Yeah, are, are you, <laughs> you're the only one. <laughs> Do you guys like Harry Potter that much? I love yes. Harry Potter. I'm gonna say that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna clarify. The uh, the movies have gotten exponentially better since the first one, which were just kiddie films. They've gotten better, mm-hmm. with the exception of the third one. Did not like the third one. Um, I've loved it since the books. So I love the books. The movies are just, eh, I'll watch it once, never get it on a DVD, I'm good. But I will go see it in the theater, I'll be excited for it. But I'm mainly a book mm. dude. Mm. And I can't stand the characters. I just, I just read it for the, com- uh, the combination of world mythology. Uh, they, you know, can't stand the characters, dude. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Out, alright, let me elaborate. The core characters. Once you get out into the larger spec, you got a lot of cool characters in the side, especially in the films. I mean, they have one of the greatest supporting casts ever. I mean, Alan Rickman as Snape, that just makes my day. But mm-hmm. Harry, Ron, and Hermione are just whiny little punks that I'm, that I really, I really couldn't give less of a crap about. Except Her- Hermione got cool, so go for Hermione, but everyone else. I don't, eh. I disagree. I think Harry got cool. Cause Harry got all, all cool. Well, I didn't like the first uh, few because, you know, he was just a little push-around and did every, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's a whiny little emo kid. No, yeah, well, he's he's more of that. But, but uh, I mean, in the first few, he, he just did basically what he was told and and just abided the, the rules even though they might have been ridiculous. But in, I, I think it was the fourth film it really started to pick up when he basically said, uh, you know, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want because I think it's right and stuff. Uh and, yeah, and I, I kind of like that. Uh, I, I like that moment. But to me, the Harry Potter films is the best part of all of the the films is the the opening or the the start before everything starts to get all dramatic when they you mean sort the, of mm-hmm. yeah when the they John build Williams theme? huh the John Williams theme oh no you mean the beginning of the plot not the beginning of the film yeah the, yeah the the, the the beginning of the plot where, where they basically build the world more and just I, somehow I, I'm really fascinated by by the whole mythological That's that's my thing. I, yeah. I love you know, there's she combines everything yeah. from all different cultures. I mean you don't get that a lo- uh, in a lot of other places. Yeah, that's but the problem is halfway through the film they completely stop with stop with that stuff. And they focus yeah. just on the on the antagonists and and, and all of that stuff. And speaking of the antagonists, Malfoys have become chicken shits by the by the films, and I I despise it because those were some of the really good characters in the first few books, and as the books progress, they the entire family Lucius Draco, um, what's what's the woman's name? I don't know, Narcissa Malfoy. 
they all became yeah. absolute pussies and chicken shits. Just like it pissed me off so much because they became they were really these brooding like um they they could actually stand up to like the really big pure characters of the book like Dumbledore and all those people they could stand up as worthwhile antagonists and as they come on they just became pitily little rivals and it just it was kind of depressing. That, that's that's exactly what that's exactly what happens in the books. That's exactly no, that's what, I'm what saying. happens no. in the books. I am I'm complaining okay. about the books, not the movies. I don't I well, the movies are just mad. You're talking well that's kind of the point though is that they're letting the, the you know what I mean they're like by letting Voldemort out they're they're letting the like, Pandora's box open. You know what I mean? Like they're they're like these little evil underlings who are like comparable, and then by like helping out Voldemort, they're just like completely overshadowed. Like that's part of the story is that Malfoy well, I mean, isn't an antagonist anymore. Well, it's not. It's not. I'm not saying compare. Uh, you know, comparative antagonism. I'm just saying they're they're established character. They're established mean. Uh, they're they're what I call malevolent eloquence. They're very smooth. They're very. Common that that it was as if they, there was a shift in character design. Well, let me let me clarify. Let me clarify. Uh, the dicks were really big until the bigger dick came. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I I recognize that. It just doesn't mean you have to you know cut off a lot of their old you know the old character design that we you know that we got used to. Well, you you, see, you basically that's, that's have to. You'd you'd have people to who are like that. that. That's the exact thing, though, is that people who are like that are actually cowards underneath. That's what, like, that's what makes that character what they are. Is that they are like cowards and like the only in it, only in it for themselves underneath. I mean, that's literally what it is. So I, yeah. I thought that was great. I don't know personally. But... Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'd work if if they didn't do it like that. Mm-hmm. Because if if they were, I mean, after the the big bad guy, uh, Voldemort or whatever, get, get, comes around. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make sense sense for them to go around and and basically taunt them, taunt their, yeah, you know, ego when he could just smite them in an instant. Mm-hmm. They'd be afraid of him and the uh, and the opposing force. And so. the other thing you got to remember is they're really not that evil. I mean, they're still sending their kid to Hogwarts. And like when when Voldemort went down, they like confessed and they were totally like, okay, we'll be be- we'll be part of good society again. They're only a little racist. Like <laughs> that's like pretty much it. They're just a little bit of racist. So yeah, they're you know they're frumpy elitists. But yeah, well I'm not. Ex- I wasn't expecting them to remain the stalwart you know bad guys that they were. I'm just saying that they're the entirety of their character down to the very minute detail shifted. And I understand that was a choice made, and it's a logical choice on Rowling's perspective. I'm just saying there was an alternate take that I that I could have foreseen as uh, the plot of Potter developed, could have been cooler for the character specifically. Mm-hmm. I'm just not very good at no. explaining that. Here's, here's, here's one thing I've never really... Uh, that's never really been apparent to me. What's actually the motivation? Is it just racism for the bad guys? What's, what, Wait, oh, well, what's power? Isn't it, isn't power. There, isn't I mean. there some sort of underlying... Mm. What do you mean? Well, actually, oh, it does... is an underlying. Uh, when you get down to it, it is an underlying racism because when Voldemort was still a, ch- uh, you know, still a child before he became, you know, mega dark lord, um, his view was pure bloods being superior to blood bloods and the integrate the integration of Muggleborns or, ha- you know, half breeds that weren't ma- uh, completely wizardborns was yeah, but... diluting the overall wizarding world. So he wanted to eradicate it. So kind okay. of like a 
genocide so, going on. Why emotionally does he, does he feel that way? It's what? a system of power. I mean, racism racism at its depth is just a it's a feeling of power. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, no, it's not just that. It's a feeling of fear as well. Oh, fear yeah. of what you don't understand. That that you know, fear, it's Jedi, dude. Fear leads to anger. Anger, you know, anger leads to power, the craving power. Blah 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 blah. Are we anyway, really gonna so. go back to the Star Wars and then podcast why I'm in it? Are well, we really gonna go? But I'm just, but I'm just saying that that's like the mo. That's like the mo. Like where they're going. Um, the I think the motivation is partly that he was just so powerful and that you know he um. He, he, you know, racism, I felt like, was secondary with him. It's just that Voldemort was so powerful, and then Dumbledore, he wanted to be the Defense Against Dark Arts teacher at, at Hogwarts, and Dumbledore said, no, you can't be it, basically, because you're too evil. And so from then on, he was like, all right, fine, you're going to rebel against me? Fuck you, I'm going to rebel against you. And then it just perpetuated itself, because he started building an army. So it anyway, started off Voldemort? being... Yeah, Tom Riddle. Sound like you yeah, sounds like you can bind Voldemort and Severus, but Severus Snape. But okay, no, I I, I actually never got. No, the, but he uh, is the defense of the dark arts teacher. No, 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 no. Voldemort wanted no, to Snape. be the Snape. against. No, guys, in the backstory of Tom Riddle. Yeah, and Tom I, Riddle yes. No, I'm not talking to. I'm not talking about what you said. I'm talking about what Gavin said. Oh, okay. Because Gavin, you, you thought that Kip was talking about Snape, right? No, I'm saying he. Co- I thought he combined the backstories of Tom Riddle and Severus Snape. Okay, so I, I was that's... just I was just reacting to how that would work, seeing as Snape was the defense of the Dark Arts teacher. Technically, no, he wasn't. Wasn't he? Or, Snape was yes. never the de- no. Snape was never the defense against Dark Arts teacher. He wanted to be. Yeah, he was the potions. Didn't he? All right, he was the potion. Never get it. Every teacher. all seven. All seven years, there was a different defense against the dark arts teacher every single year, and it was never Snape, but Snape Snape, always wanted it. Dumbledore wouldn't let him do it, though. Huh. Okay. Well, you guys know best. (laughs) So anyway, who cares? Anyway, it seems Kips knows best. I'm just. I need to get. I need to get back into my Harry Potter lore. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, yeah. But in, in the when when Tom Riddle. He wants to be a teacher at Hogwarts, and Dumbledore doesn't let him. And so then he says, like, screw you, and pieces out and starts forming the evil. And we don't know. We don't know the rest of the story of how he becomes so evil, but that's, like, the split. That's, like, the moment where they split. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway. How many books are there? Seven. Nine? Seven. Isn't there supposed to be nine? No, seven. Is she, is she making more? Nope. No, it's oh. done. She she's she made a, uh, a a little side story thing called like the Tales of Beetlebard or something. Yeah, Beetlebard. And then she said she might make like an encyclopedia of all the Harry Potter creatures and all the past wizards and everything. And then that would just be for charity. All right. Question of the week this week is maturity in gaming. Now, can we elaborate on this, somebody? Uh, basically, what's the what do you see the parallels and differences between maturity in gaming and M ratings in gaming? Hmm. I guess, um... Gavin, why don't you go ahead and then maybe I'll get some clues from what you're saying. Sure, sure, sure. Um, the difference between ratings and the actual mature content has been, you know, a conflict in every art form. I mean, no, there's still... There's let, still let, the, me, let me clarify first. Okay. It's, it's not necessarily mature content. It's mature attitude. 
and mature games that are have uh, mature uh, topics. Mm-hmm. Okay, Matt, why don't you try? So I can get a clue, <laughs> then I can get Pip a clue, and eventually yeah. we'll piece this question of the week puzzle together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, guys. Um, so basically, my feeling on this is that. We see a lot of games that are really mature in terms of gore and in terms of uh, sexuality and and language and and all of that. But we rarely see those same games include any type of really mature topic or mature actions, uh, mature story. Uh, okay. You get it? Yeah, I see. I see. It. I yeah. think I understand. Actually, like yeah. sort of like sort of like what Infamous kind of does. Yeah. In the, in the, okay, I see, I see. And, and okay. so, so to me, Infamous is a rarity in this. Uh, there's a few games yeah. that have also done it, but Infamous is really the one that stands out uh, of the crowd. Uh, I think uh, Metal Gear does it, but it also does it in a sort of convoluted way that is maybe beyond maturity. Um, but you see games like Gears of War, right? That could, it's basically as immature as it gets. And, uh, and in some ways, God of War is as well. Um, while those are the games that are the most well, rich, that are the most gory and that are the most, you know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna make the argument just for God of War not being on that list because it does have to do with he's like a it does yeah, have but, to do with his his children, you know, spoiler alert, his child and his wife being killed by him and like his tormented soul. You know, what I mean, I think that's a little bit higher than Gears of War, which is oh, just yeah. look how, look how big my wang is. I'm gonna kill everything. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, not to, well, not to mention the sex mini games. Yeah, that's what I was that that's what yeah. I was say. Basically, but that's I, see, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, point taken, nevertheless. Um, yeah, I think there is just an absence of mature topics in gaming. Period. And it's it's just because gaming up to this point has you know traditionally I think been in the action genre. And that, I mean, the same thing in movies. There's not a lot of mature topics. It's usually villain wants to take over world or get lots of money. Hero who's like has to stop him. Gets I mean, all that's, the chicks. Yeah, gets the chicks. That's an action movie. You know, I mean, that is an action movie in contemporary in contemporary film. But you know, at the same time, um, you know, I don't know. Would I mean, Heavy Rain is I think going to try to do that. Mm. You know, I mean, that's what I think Heavy Rain is trying to do. Well, I mean, so I, there's, I, there's a problem yeah. with Heavy Rain, though. I think what Moss is saying is that there, there's rarely been a game where you combined mature, uh, the maturity of content with majority of story. Exactly. So, uh, let me just elaborate. Uh, Gears of War is a mature game uh, with the rating and with the violence. Yet, yeah. it seems to be marketed towards teens. It seems to be positioned towards teens. Yeah, very much so. Because it's I mean, posi- it's positioned to 18, 18 to twenty-four year old males. Yeah, that's or, who it, that's who's targeted at. Yeah, and everything uh, that's targeted well, at those people well, is actually I, targeted at teens. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 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 yeah, the the rating says that, but uh, the content says twelve and up. You know. Yeah. And here's a yeah. is at the same vein as Halo, but Halo is a teen game, so they're bo- yeah. they both have underlying marketing. Yeah. And it's very, yeah. It's very well, um, odd. So, so how does Heavy Rain not qualify for that? Because Heavy Rain isn't a game that's that's uh, all that mature in, in terms of uh, grittiness, uh, gore. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna be. We don't know, you know, we don't know that yet. Well, yeah, okay. 
but well, yeah, actually, I mean, what it doesn't we seem see, like it. We don't know what we don't know what the murder scenes are going to look like. I mean, there's an origami killer chasing after you. Mm. So, I mean, I mean, we've seen parts where a girl's getting chased by a knife, and it looks really, really realistic. I'm going to say that that's even more gory than just killing somebody with a laser. You know? Yeah. Well, right. I mean, there's a difference. I don't think Heavy Rain's ever going to ha- be that kind of grittiness of content because you're going to be chased with a guy with a knife. You're not going to be stabbed with a guy with a knife, and you're, oh, pre- yep, it's, yep. you're a lot. Okay. You could From be. what we see, I'm going by what we've seen. <laughs> you're going to be chased, but it's going to be all contextually similar but removed because you're doing quick time events. Whereas with Gears of War, you're literally, hit, uh, you know, multiple times, constantly. You're you have no break in between you and the co- and you and slicing someone up with a chainsaw mounted gun. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's a there's a direct correlation between that that Heavy Rain kind of has a bit of a border in from what we've seen. Mm. Well, uh, just to clarify, um, again, uh, the, the Heavy Rain director actually said that they, they'll have no problem with killing off characters, as you'll actually control several, I think it's a dozen characters throughout the game, so... Oh, I thought it was six. Okay, maybe ha- maybe he said, he said half a dozen then. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, because there's like the chick, the FBI agent, there's a cop, I think. Yeah, I don't know. But look it's at some, the, I don't know. Um, whatever. I'm going based on gameplay again, but look at the possible death scenarios here. One of the death scenarios presented in the gameplay demonstration was a guy being crushed to death in a car compactor. He's with, and if you didn't get out of the car, you'd probably just see the car compact, and then you would see like characters dead moving on to another character. Hmm. Whereas if you say in Dead Space, you walk it around and you get killed, and your head flies off, and the and your neck spouts torrents of blood that cover the screen, and then you return to your previous save point. There's a difference here. I mean, there's okay, a, there's about, a difference in presentation, at the very least. When I watch, okay, when I watch, like, Rambo, you know what I mean? It's just, like, people dying, people being lit on fire. It's, like, crazy ridiculous. But I'll tell you, you know what chilled my spine ten times as much as that? In Saving Private Ryan, when that guy slowly puts the knife mm-hmm. into the guy's chest... Because that is realistic, and like the content is there too, that you really connected with that character and you knew what was going on. So I'm gonna say that when we when we kill somebody with a chainsaw in Gears of War, that's not really mature content. That's silly content. It's almost ridiculous. You know, what I mean, it's like over the top. It's Kill Bill style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus that's a- like if to watch to watch somebody die slowly is like way way worse in my opinion. Hmm. Um. Just give me a second, guys. Okay. Never mind, I'm he's back. Th- okay. He's throwing that was up a literal he second. Good job. Saving Private Ryan scene. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I think you have a point. I think that's that's part of the... That, that's some of what I wanted to get to, and also to argue that that's exactly why we shouldn't really uh, call it M+. Because yeah. it's not really mature, is it? It's just gore. And I mean, yeah, yeah the, ERCB, the ERCRB rates for visceral content rather than uh, you know, emotional context. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I mean, they, they they do say like uh, in the in the defini- or in the reasons why they rented that game, they'll have something like uh, bad language or references to drugs, you know, mm-hmm. or nudity or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um. So basically, what I'm trying to say here is that is that um, I'm 
I'm surprised that there's not really that many games like Infamous that do sort of have both of these things. Uh, even mm-hmm. though Infamous isn't uh, as violent, bloody, yeah, bloody, but but you, do you sort still of, kill a lot of people. Yeah, like. you you still kill a lot of people, and you you do it in a in a very painful way. If anyone's ever been electrocuted, so yeah, um, so that so the idea is the idea is there, even though it's not that uh, visceral. But what I want to to see is a game that really does the kind of thing that Gears of War does, because that can be fun, even for us. That can have some sort of value, but does it in a mature way? You know, but I'll, I, see, I don't think you can. I don't think you can chainsaw an alien. No, and then, no, like, I'm not. I'm not saying. A... I'm not saying chainsaw an alien. I'm saying, yeah, gore. I'm not saying. You, I mean, it makes no sense to have a chainsaw on a gun. Why wouldn't you just shoot him? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Uh, but, but <laughs> because you have to be manly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, how will they? How will they know how big your penis is exactly. without that chainsaw, exactly. or how small it is? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you know, I don't. You're gonna, but, but, I think what but, it is is it's kind of like Gears of War is kind of like watching Saw. You know what I mean? It's like it's just like brutally violent, ridiculous versus actually, like. But Saw okay. is kind of mature. Yeah, all right, Gears of War is like watching the later Saw films. Saw one and two actually had yeah. a lot of really disturbing context. There was a lot about Jigsaw and yeah. the actual manufacturing of the world and how, you know, the psychology behind it. Whereas, you know, 4, 5, 6, 7 through 12 is all going to be about this guy's head and the vice being slapped shut and blood and, you know... Yeah. See, I, see, I completely disagree, but that's a topic for another time. Um, yeah. Saul 7 is going to be in 3D. Mark my words. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> that's what we need, so... Yeah. Well, so, anyway, so, so I, think, I think you need to, to pull away the focus from the gore, but still have it there, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a there, there are very few games that do that. I can't yeah. really think of one except for maybe Infamous. I mean, Prototype Pro- yeah. Pro- definitely doesn't do that. It's, it's maybe like, ah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, maybe, maybe like, maybe like, maybe Resident Evil. No, no way. No, 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 no. Don't think of Resident Evil Five. Go back and think about Resident Evil Two. Yeah, name a Resident Evil that has has had even slightly good story, mature story. I'm, well, it still deals with mature issues, though, like corruption but, in the company. Yeah, but it does it in a totally tasteless way. Yeah, well, watching a Resident Evil story is like watching a black exploitation film from the 1970s. It's not. It's not. It, it can be covering the same subject matter, but watching it directed from like you know, my uh, Michael Peabody, the 1970s black exploitation director, as opposed to watching it directed like from like Francis Ford Coppola, very different take on the same subject matter. It's not so, the subject matter in itself; it's how you deal with it and present it. That's the mature. Okay, here's con- here's here's what I, you guys it, are confusing. It, it, time out. You guys are confusing. Both. You guys are confusing that you don't like Resident Evil story with what it actually is, and that's that's the difference right now. I'm saying no, is but, that Resident Evil. When I'm going into the labs and I'm reading like the journals of these lab people being like, "Hey, this guy came down today. He like yelled. He like." was freaking out. He told us all this stuff about how we need to change this equipment. I don't know what to think about it. Like, that's very serious. It's talking about this person's, like, everyday existence in that job. I don't think that that's, like, immature or anything. That's no, like, Gears of War or anything. I think that's pretty mature subject matter. I'd agree, but that's downplayed a lot. And and to my... What I'm what I'm sort of arguing here is that with Resident Evil, you have these mature topics and, and you have corruption and everything, but at the same time, uh, like... 
let's say, just as an arbitrary example, uh, let's say the president of Umbrella has is a woman, and she just uh, just uh, randomly has huge breasts and wears tight dresses. You know, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. that's Resident Evil to me. And well, Claire Claire Redfield didn't have huge breasts, and they weren't well, even you... showing it. She was the main <laughs> character. Same thing with Jill Valentine. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. It, it's the same kind of of um, it's the same kind of. I agree that that's still, I agree that that silly stuff is in there. Yeah. But at the same time, like Infamous, there's there's like ridiculous stuff like that too. And, but that doesn't take away from the story. Like, no, but, I, take the, but, the but I'd argue, but I'd argue that in Resident Evil it does. To me, at least. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, I agree. So, I, you know what? I'd agree with that. Honestly, I'd agree with that. That yeah. makes sense. But I think so. what Matt's point was. There's a difference in Infamous, where the main story is in a in a cutscene in um, it, in something that you watch actively, as opposed to a journal thing that you can walk by and never read. Mm. There's a difference in story presentation there. That's a good point too. Well, there's also you're missing out on a lot of story in Infamous if you never get the dead drops. Yeah, so, that's true too. Same, but you still get thing. you still get a lot more mature context within the within the more inescapable means of storytelling yeah. in video games. You you actually can't uh, skip uh, cutscenes in Infamous, by the way. Yeah. Well, which is cool. Well, no. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. So mm. they're pretty they're quick enough too, where it's not annoying. It's not like a half hour or anything, you know. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, yeah, I can't. The, the sad thing is, I really can't. I've been sitting here just thinking, and I cannot even think of a game with mature content and mature, um, whatever you know. Hey, whatever well, what about what about what about Mobs in my fanboy series, Silent Hill? Yeah, that's yeah, Silent Hill I mean, three, that, two, three. That's that's, that's an incredibly mature context and yeah. very. <laughs> you I, have a guy I, that's representing this guy's fears and griefs, raping a monster. I mean, that's 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 pretty much everything combined into one scene. Yep. I don't yeah, have that, any argument that, with that. And that, and that's basically um, uh, why it's my favorite series of all time, except Metal Gear. Uh, but but yeah, it, it's a good point. I kind of left that out because I was sort of looking at more action type games, but. But yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. But at the same, but at the same time, though, I mean, you know how you said like the big boobs and the ridiculousness kind of robs, robs the seriousness of the, um, kind of robs the seriousness of Re- Resident Evil away. Mm. I could, I would say the same thing about like Pyramid Head. That it's just like this grotesque, ridiculous monster kind of robs the seriousness have, of that ha, story. Have you, away. have you, have you followed the story of of something? No, 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 no. No, because I mean, see, all, all of that so. has psychological value. Well, the yeah. designs are based but, on. No, yeah, okay. but Mots, again, yeah, but actually, Mots, we're kind of going in the same way of the journals here, because you and I have actually researched it. We know what it yeah. represents. Yeah. A casual gamer going through is like, eh, there's a dude with this giant like tortilla on his head or something. Sexy yeah. nurses with bad faces. Yeah, sexy nurses with gigantic face. Uh, yeah. Gigantic yeah. But there's still disturbing conics in Silent Hill that yeah. Resident Evil lacks. I mean, Resident Evil for me isn't the huge breasts. I can deal with huge breasts or something, and I can still maintain the serious. It's the dialogue that robs it for me. Resident so Evil. You were almost yeah. a Jill sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty uh, bad. That's that's that was make, that's why I was using the exploitation example because it just feels like you're not meant to take it seriously, and that's what robs it for me. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't an intent for this to be mature context. It's just meant to be bombastic and, yeah, bombastic, very elaborate, very over the top, kind of like. House of the Dead. 
Well, I think Very, in, yeah. with the Resident Evil theme, uh, team that, that makes the games, I think there's a few guys that are really into the backstory, and mm-hmm. those are the guys that does this stuff. And then there's yeah. the directors and and the producers that have said, no, need more boobs, need more uh, ridiculous dialogue <laughs> with, with uh, yeah. guys with funny accents and, you know. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, what's, you know what's interesting about that is that's, you know, I mean, that's what the consumer wants, though, too. You know, the reason well, we yeah. don't see games like that is because people are happy with Gears of War. Exactly. You know, and, Same and thing with Halo. Halo yeah. has no character. It was the greatest media event of all time. Made, what, $800 million or something ridiculous? Like, you know. Yeah. So. And that's exactly what, why when I rule the world, I will do ethnic, <laughs> ethnic cleansing based on IQ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Uh, so, okay. Well, we, um, we also include GTA. I think, I think we should. Could I just, you know, do, put? Do you think GTA, GTA has mature content, or you don't? Uh, can I just insert GTA 4 as possibly an action game that attempts mature content? Uh, the, GTA the fourth 4. One. Yeah, yeah. Fourth one. Wait. Yeah. You have to. Do you consider? Do you consider Scarface to be mature in in its content? No, but GTA is so much more than that. Now, but GTA I mean, GTA 4. A, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. In terms of the main story, yeah. In terms That's of so. if all the side stuff and the crap like that, no. But it did tackle some immature issues. It didn't do it as tasteful yeah. as I'd like, but it, it definitely did it more tasteful than Resident Evil. If it's yeah, if it's not yeah. if it's not the achievement, it's the sign of experimentation within action franchises to do what we want it to do. Mm. If we look at GTA, but, it went from with one installment to cartoon silliness. To actually attempting to tell a mature tale, and I actually like that idea. That's mm. you know, I don't I don't want Gears of War to suddenly you know quote Shakespeare, but I think you know there's uh, to see that experimentation within action franchises is something that I think would benefit the the medium in itself. Yeah, and look, it worked ten out of ten with most most outlets. So yeah, yeah, we all then, I think we've yeah. I think we've all agreed that that game is a ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but. But but uh, one of the more biggest selling points that the reviewers who yeah. gave it ten out of ten was the story. My God, it tells yeah. the story. It's like yeah. almost film worthy. Yeah, exactly. Like for gamers though, that's like the tough. That's like oh hey, this is the toughest Smurf. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. it's not like having a story. It's just it, that the fact that the game has a decent story makes it outstanding. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of what we're talking about. That the fact that. Gears of War has no story at all. I mean, it's just ridiculousness. Yeah. But the fact that Grand Theft Auto has a mediocre story makes it, oh my god, this game has a spectacular story. And really, when you well, look at that story, it it's, not, it's not that great. I mean, that story really isn't that great. This, this, this very stereotypical Russian-style <laughs> guy comes to America, kills a ton of people, but we forgive him because he has good intentions. Like, no, man. No, we, we don't I wouldn't even... call it mediocre, but I, would, I wouldn't say, you know, it's not something Dude, to put on we don't, a pedestal. We don't even forgive him because he has good intentions. Because he doesn't. We forgive him because he's charming. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> which is even Which is even worse. Like, which is even worse. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean... That's what I mean, though. We've we have ga- we as gamers, and we're all guilty of it. We've been desensitized to expect like, but we have such low bar for our stories that mm-hmm. any story at all is like, wow, this has an outstanding story. Yeah, <laughs> and and in the game, and when we're playing the game, or when most people are playing the, the game, they'll probably say, dude, I could really be that guy's friend, you know. But in real life, <laughs> we'd fucking despise him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, all right, what do you say we wrap up this question of the week this week? 
We're running, yeah. we're running and running and running. All right, Mots, so. yeah, Mots, give it, give us a method of rounding out here. What, what do you think we could, we can sort of put an end to this conversation? How would you want to so, do it? So, so I, I, I guess we could all name our, our favorite game that does them both. That does mature content and mature, uh, uh, graphics, visceral, uh, gameplay. Jeez, I, I couldn't even think of any. <laughs> Let alone think of my favorite. Oh, jeez. Let me think about it for a little bit. Uh, Alright, how about this? How about this? Name an action franchise that you would want to see do the GTA route. Try to get it. Try to experiment with more mature and more. I'd actually say try, try to do the infamous route instead. Because I think that, okay. that way. Alright, just do a route. Try yeah, an a action route, franchise. So. Not, yeah, not known for action. Uh, not for, for story. Try to experiment story. What action franchise would you want I, to see? I do? would like Gears of War to do it because then I could actually stomach it <laughs> and, and play it. Because I, I know the gameplay is good, because it's basically Uncharted, and I like Uncharted's gameplay. But I just, I can't look at that guy. I can't look at that big, burly guy and, and, and say, this is something I want to do. <laughs> I just, I can't do it. And It looks like he needs to have an emission standard, like he's wearing half a car. It lo- yeah, it looks like he fucking overdosed on stereo, steroids. You know, it's... I, every time I look at him, there's like a little subject line that says, I am so not gay. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So yeah, Gears okay, of War yeah. is my it's my franchise. Go ahead, Gavin. Oh crap. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think here. Could could I say pass for right now? Jeez, I I'm I, I picked you next because I don't know either. Oh great. <laughs> um let's see. I'm just stuck at, I'm not I'm a big action fan, so I'm gonna I'm trying to remember here. Um Well you don't I mean, anime games are, or anime style games are, are action. Blaze, Blaze yeah. Blue is action. Sort of. Well, I, would, I, I don't want fighting games to attempt, you know, a, a decent story. Um, I guess, you know, I'll continue. Um, let's see. Uh, crap. Hold on. I'm, I'm stalling. Uh, um, Alright, uh, I'll just go with one on top of my head. Uh, God of War. I mean, get more of that epic storytelling in. Yeah. Have him I mean, kill uh, his neighbors. Have him, <laughs> have him commit every sin. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's there's really good epic material here. I'm not expecting, you know, Pulitzer material. I am expecting, however, we can really get rich with the mythology, and it feels like they're cock-teasing us with this mythology, because it's like, hey, look, there's that character I remember reading about in uh, middle school. He's so cool here, and I killed him. It's like, yeah. they're yeah, I'd like to see a bit more go between between the uh, all these mythological backstories. That'd be kind of nice. Mm. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say a group as a whole because I I think this I think and there's a good game that's coming out that kind of represents it. I would like to see Nintendo as a whole try to get more n- storytelling into their games, and I think Sam uh, the new the Metroid pro, uh, Metroid Other M, which is coming out, is a just a perfect. I'm gonna say a prime. Wink, wink. Uh, uh, example. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh that's There's just a prime example, though. Bad. But you know what I mean? Like the you know Metroids have like a pretty decent story, but now like a a, a company, um, Ninja Team or Team Ninja, who like is you know actually pretty decent at telling a story, is like being combined with Nintendo, and I, we're getting a more mature version of Metroid. Wait, coming. wait, what did you just say? No, <laughs> you did you did not just say that Team Ninja was decent at making a story. Oh, but snap. I mean, they're better. 
time out. They're better than Nintendo is at making. Oh yeah, a, yeah, definitely. But, a story, but by standards, story. Yeah, okay, just just putting something there that makes sense. Okay, I agree yeah, with that. Exactly. But in well, terms okay, of mature like, story, but yeah, in terms of mature story, they're basically the worst offenders. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm not saying as far. I'm just saying that the story is going to be. There's going to be a story there. It's not just going to be text. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Like, Nintendo is notorious for having no story. Or Mario, hey, go save the princess. That's your story. Yeah. Yeah, I see or, that. Or, like, oh, go save. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, mm. it's exciting just to have a story mm. there. And so, like, I'd really like to see that the exact same thing happen to, like, Zelda, happen to Mario, happen to everybody else. And I know people are like, blasphemy! Why would you ever want to change that? It's like, if it's done well, it can be awesome. Like Other M is going to be. Yeah, and at, so. at this point, who doesn't want to see some change to those franchises? Yeah. I mean, not to I know, ju- so, not I know just... lots of people. I know lots of people who don't. <laughs> I would love to have so. a change. Yeah, but not away, not... the change would be taking it away from Nintendo. <laughs> just like either collaborating so much with them that the Nintendo voice is very small, or just taking it away from Nintendo at all. No, like, I'd love it. Then you I'd wouldn't have the magic. Well, then you guess what the magic. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm like saying is that we've, we've, we've played the same Zelda game for ten years now, uh, yeah, just yeah. with minor upgrades in the gameplay. Hell, I'd like to take a, I'd like to take a crack at Sonic. I can make a. I, I'd love to see Sonic with a backstory. I've read the comics. There's actual potential there. I'd love to have yeah. a background story Sonic, preferably not with vehicles, or Olympics, <laughs> or, or side swords. characters, or any or, side characters. Hey, or any Tales side characters. Tales and Knuckles, and Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, and he's not Eggman, he's Dr. Robotnik. (laughs) It's Robotnik. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Europe has has always known known him as Eggman. We never knew him as Dr. Robotnik. That doesn't matter. (laughs) So make him Eggman Eggman for us. (laughs) Yeah. But dude, I mean, come on, Matsu, when you hear both those names, which is cooler? Dr... I mean, he's got a PhD in Robotnik, dude. <laughs> Doctor Robotnik. He has an IQ of 300. Ah, uh, well, versus, versus... well, both both of them suck ass, but Eggman. Hey, is hey. A... hey, you ever see Sonic Sad AM? I don't know the actual story, no. uh, the actual title. Sonic Sad AM. Great Doctor Robotnik presentation. Really evil, menacing. Is that a Sonic X cartoon? The new. No, 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 no. It's okay. an old uh, animated show from the 90s. Really well done. Yeah, I think too I many side characters. So. Too many side characters. Okay, so. what are we talking about, Nintendo? <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up today, guys. Yep. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I think we'll just probably skip over the what we're working on this week section mm. and uh, just wrap it up today because you guys have been probably listening for a while. So <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, we'll try to make these uh, uh, these things uh, shorter in the future. Yeah. So anyway, thanks, God, for listening, guys. Elder Geek.com. Elder Speak, the official podcast of Elder Geek, signing out. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Later. I love it. Mamma mia! Chief? Can you hear me?